Good morning, America. Oh, this is Jerry Rhodes, your podcaster. I'm the audacious guy who said if I were president for a month, uh, what would I do? Well, obviously, if you know anything about my profile, I'm a CPA. I'm a management consultant, principally for healthcare and, and government. And I've written a number of books on those topics, which you can find on my author website, www.jerryrhodesauthor.com. There's about 17 or 18 on that website. I do the podcast uh, as a way of communicating out the content in the books. My background and expertise does allow me to get into details with the, with the access to uh, reference material, Wikipedia. You can dispute, dispute its accuracy, but I find it to be accurate. Um, the debt clock, www.usdebtclock.org, and openthebooks.org. Um, and I have a library, extensive library of, that I've written myself, such as Healthcare for All, which is now at, on Amazon, the American Enterprise Party, Swing Vote Party Trilogy, Volume 1, 2, and 3. If you've been listening, you'll know what I mean by that. Failing Government, Take It Away. That's another book on uh, the monopsony game that our government plays using oligarchs and uh, controlled media. I've got uh, the same book, it's called The Monopsony Game, but with a little different twist, which is the takeoff from what is a monopoly. Monopoly has a game. It's where you try to control the high earning spots on the board. Uh, when you have the control of that, you are basically monopolizing the economics of that game. Monopsony, the monopsony game is the opposite, where you're the, the purchaser of last resort. And so you're trying to get people to stop on your government-controlled um, government controlled spots on the board, such as Social Security, uh, the entitlements. That, and Social Security is not an entitlement, nor is the Medicare. They're supposedly trust funds and shouldn't be touched by the government for borrowing, using Treasury bills to fight wars and pay down bills, but they do. And so in the monopsony, the government is the final purchaser and establishes the rules and regulations of the game. So they are not going to lose. It's what you would call uh, in um, manifesto terms, a Politburo or a auto, auto, uh, autocracy or a totalitarian uh, purchaser of last resort. So these are economic terms, which 
which uh, the economists don't use. Uh, they rarely use the one on, <clears throat> on monopoly because we have all kinds of monopolies, which we just call oligarchs. And typically now their distribution, such as Amazon, or advertising such as Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, those companies that are using digital um, cloud applications to either distort the truth or make their own truth. So if I were president for a month, I would be changing what's happening here in America um, and, and define it as, as a Orwellian progression towards uh, tyrannical application of, of one government, one worldwide government, not just uh, of the uh, United States. And so each of the topics really delve into why America at this point is failing and why it will, it will uh, slowly but surely and then at, at warp speed take away many of those rights and entitlements that are economically going to drag us under. And uh, so those books have a negative connotation, of course. Is that, what do we do to avoid it? Well, the American Enterprise Party, Swing Vote Party, isn't looking for the majority. It's looking for the authority to be the referee between the two parties to get some kind of a consensus, consensus as to what will serve the American people, not the American wealthy, not uh, just the American oligarchs, uh, or bureaucrats, but get this thing back to its, its, its back to some kind of sanity, where we don't our debt doesn't exceed our GDP. That's short-term debt by 135 percent, and we haven't recorded 180 trillion dollars of obligations that have to be fulfilled over the next 10, 20, 30 years which are Medicare, Medicaid, Obamacare, Social Security, and all the others, food stamps, unemployment. You know, we should have some way of amortizing what we've promised over a period of time that it's going to take to pay them down. And in the, in, in, if we're in a true enterprise, how you pay them off with profit, what's generating capital, monetary capital. That means that we're not waste, wastefully spending almost a trillion dollars a year on developing weapons of mass destruction through the Defense Department and don't even play offense. We don't even have an offensive game plan. So that's my point of the day. If I were president for a month, uh, of course, it would take more than a month, but it would take a month to to get people to start understanding the depth of the problem by reading the American Enterprise Party trilogy, and then start to become a backer for placing a certain number of seats in the Senate, could be five, and 10 or 20 in the House, 
with a gridlock Congress, the swing vote it effectively controls what's eventually sent to the president. And also, if the president sends it back, it can control uh, the majority in terms of getting it um, through. And right now, the problem, of course, has been a, a unit government control of the House, the Senate, and the presidency with a one-vote swing vote by Manchin from West Virginia to stop the maniacal waste of, of money on climate change, uh, the Defense Department inventory of ma ma weapons of mass destruction, and claiming that our biggest problem is white supremacy, which in my mind establishes the Defense Department as racist. So there are plenty of problems. And when they're turned to issues as they are on CNN and CNN and Fox News, they call everything an issue or a crisis. Don't use the word problem. Because in semantics, if you call it a problem, you're supposed to have a solution. And of course, these organizations can just throw out the problems going left and right, blame game here and there. And they're picked up by the gossip columns on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, and the propaganda machine, which is TikTok and YouTube and all the digital formats that I try to get my podcast on. So we have a huge movement towards not just financial control or control of the weapons, but control of the minds of the voters, of the constituency, of, of, of the churches, the NGOs. Uh, our whole platform of taxation is is warped, it should be based upon the amount of wealth that people take out of America and, and, and not just on adjusted gross income of all Americans. The reinvestment of America to pay down this huge short-term debt and long-term debt has to relate, the amount to the relate to the amount of wealth taken out by certain individuals or certain organizations and sent overseas in one form or the other, either investing in hedge funds, investing in China companies, selling short on America, buying long on China and predicting that China will win the, uh, the big curve, uh, two or 300 year curve as being the hegemon or leader of the world. And books are being written on that. So I think we all need to become way more um, educated, whereas the, the, the consultants to the politicians say, don't, don't, do not uh, educate the, the, uh, the uh, voters. Uh, it, it has nothing but trouble written all over when they get smarter. And uh, so I would recommend also the Epic Times, which I think gives you, yes, it was originated in China. It's evolved into an international newspaper that covers all facets of life, not just money, honey, and um, politics. It contains information that will be valuable for any person wanting 
uh, change. And it really is a change agent. My grandson, who I consider one of the smartest people around, is saying, saying, saying Grandpa, don't believe everything you read in the epic, epic news or times. And I don't. I mean, I think I know enough to, to know what's productive and what isn't productive. But you, want to do, you might want to do that yourself. My daughter bought it for me. Now she continues to buy me annual subscriptions. Even though I don't think she completely agrees with my uh, political standing. So, so I, I'm long-winded as usual. So uh, take this as an introduction to today's uh, topic. If I were president for a month, I'm not going to be president of anything other than my publishing company. Thanks for listening. Bye. If I were president, a fantasy at my age, since all I run on is my treadmill, but being over 65, with 50 years experience in running businesses, I can still have this risk-taking American dream. Leadership Reform Axiom 10 from Volume 2 of the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party, the Trilogy, the Manifesto for Draining the Swamp and Dispose of the Woke Alligators, Bureaucrats, who dwell there year after year. It's easy to criticize, hypothesize, visualize, epitomize productive thoughts, and opinions. Here's mine change our culture of violence, vulgarity and excesses to humanism. So goes the aftermath of the contested election of 2020. Since the country is split into two wearing parts as Congress fiddles while America is Rome burning literally, and figuratively, the victim of overindulgence with an insolvent underpinning. Our weakness in reinforcing justice, and policing will do us under as the criminals become emboldened, and take more, and more advance upon our safety, and security on the blighted streets of our cities. And the problem of homelessness has to be eradicated through intervention for marginalized citizens and immigration management by providing private housing, education and job training as a private enterprise pursuing profit from more competent and effective entrepreneurs and their socialized work environment. Therefore, the pod. U.S. bully pulpit is an enabler to exercise collective leadership and opinion. Since I don't yet have one, I'm going to create my own looking for consensus of ideas, goals and solutions. Quoted from the American Enterprise Party Trilogy, Volume 2, first of all, no one is totally ready and competent to be president of a country of 330 million diverse and enterprising Americans. That being the case, how can we collectively work together for common goals? What are the collective goals? Are there 330 million different visions of a better world or a consensus of what we all want that becomes our vote to achieve because we passionately need it? Is it a happy family, a healthy lifestyle, a prosperous livelihood, a friendly neighbor, a fulfilling job, and a vote that counts? If it is, listen up because I'm going to make a proposition to achieve these individually and collectively to replace what we are now experiencing as a nation of violent behavior, vulgar vocabulary, and unequal resources because of unequal opportunity due to poor leaders and poor role models. Our America is a result of just the opposite. Our silent majority are now calling for a change in that culture. Let's review a plan for peaceful change. First, our behavior is our own responsibility so changing that is our personal commitment to change the culture of violence. Secondly, our entertainment is violent and vulgar so why not shut down those instances we all find harmful to peaceful coexistent by being disgusting and uncomfortable. Thirdly, is it more financial security we want or an equal chance at the risk-taking American dream of a happy marriage, healthy home, and a fulfilling family as our lives? If it is, how do we get there under the current circumstances? The solution is to pursue humanism as the national patriotic campaign. 
it must be driven by the votes of enterprising Americans that pay all the bills, fight all the wars and make capitalists wealthy beyond their dreams and needs, the 200 million enterprising Americans who are not represented, nor compensated adequately by a system that glorifies violence, vulgarity, and excess compensation in entertainment, sports, and our social media. It's the golden rule, those with the gold show rule. Why not the other golden rule, do unto others as you want to be treated? The vision of a better world would be to create a third political party that pursues enough votes to become the swing vote to break ties, and prevent gridlock of the two-party system at every level for every political decision made by the Congress and state legislators to bring the current proponents of the extremes towards a balanced, middle of society. Not left or right, not red or blue, not progressive or socialist, not fascism or communism, but American humanism. We want to individually have an opportunity to prosper, and be happy with our future peaceful dealings around the world including the conservation of our environment, and peaceful coexistence with our trading partners, and competitors. Read my lips, it's an economic war not a shooting or bombing war. Give peace, and prosperity a chance. How can this happen? First let's agree on a very important fact. Capitalism is not the enemy of socialism, and are waiting in the wings as a third American enterprise political party, then we can acknowledge they work together every day in every business. I'll call it humanism and enterprise, and it has to have capital to start up, and sustain its equity, and it has to have human assets to implement, and sustain its profitability. So, why do the American politicians pit one against the other as conservative, and liberal? while assigning each to either the left or the right bending the curve towards the extremes for stirring up the voters. With successful enterprises being the foundation of the American economy, and the extremes of an establishment two-party system must be pulled towards the middle-class small businesses that populate our shopping centers, internet trading, and commerce with the rest of the world creating standards of living to ultimately pay all the bills and taxes to sustain and keep what I call the great American enterprise. That's the master we all must serve not 545 people, 100 senators, 435 congressmen, 9 Supreme Court justices, and 1 president, but are mostly attorneys, professors, and bureaucrats lawmakers, who now run everything, with money ticks blinding our politics, and restraining trade, using the golden rule of those with the gold, and control the media rule. For example, the George Soros influence at the national and community levels is tainting our justice system where there has to be consequences for committing crimes at the misdemeanor entry level as well as the felon level. At the other extreme, progressives want to discharge half the 3 million nonviolent convicts to be pardoned then catch and release later, as they fall to recidivism, so they can vote. Or better yet go back to the stop and frisk successful reduction of all crimes, implemented by Mayor Giuliani. Now with the Wizard of Oz Biden we have an appeaser, pleaser, and geezer looking the other way for the crimes of his son Hunter, ELM, and Antifa. The political theory here is to create a swing vote party to break ties and prevent gridlock of the two-party system at every level called the American Enterprise Party that, with as few seats as 5 to 10 in the Senate, and 10 to 20 in the House, representing enterprising hardworking enterprising Americans. I repeat it splits the independents away from the Democrats and the Republicans so neither has a majority. So a third party does not assure any of the three parties a 51% majority allowing for the filibuster to really mean better legislation and laws. The third party's platform balances the budget by privatizing agencies that are redundant with all the state governments and rids every layer of government to pass a bill kill one standing law and regulations, and taxation becomes a reinvestment of excessive wealth to pay down the unserviceable national and state debt. We not only drain the swamp we tame the alligators that are exposed or kill them with a bill calling for defunding them. In a decade, as Margaret Thatcher did in England, a third party can kill the idea that big brother government solves social problems, and higher taxation with obtuse borrowing pays for it.
Read my books and you will realize that taxpayers aren't paying for it, it's borrowed money. I wrote a book entitled The American Enterprise Manifesto in 1991 updated in 2012, and now the American Enterprise Party trilogy that exposes the depth of the swamp and the dire financial predicament this put our and future generations in, that must be dealt with now as America slides into the depths of the swamp, as did other great societies in the past. I've been told it will never happen because it takes billions, trillions and zillions to compete for any office let alone the presidency. Well, 330 million enterprising Americans create $26 trillion GDP per year, and create wealth for 22.6 million millionaires and 885 billionaires so why not invest their equity, wealth, in paying down the $158 trillion in unfunded debt, rid ourselves of half of the 22 million government workers that cost 40% of fixed overhead wasted on redundant laws and regulations to be able to compete with China our ominous Cold War threat and economic competitor. I hope by now, as a discriminating voter, that having a third party representing the great American enterprise is a necessity for fiscal and spiritual values of the majority of enterprising Americans. And it very effectively splits the independents away from the Democrats and the Republicans so neither has a majority. So a third party does not assure any of the three parties a 51% majority allowing for the filibuster, electoral college, a swing vote to break ties, and prevent gridlock of the two-party system at every level, including the Supreme Court, and our state legislatures to really mean better legislation, and laws, while retaining government by the people, for the people, for the people. But I label Americanism, not capitalism or socialism but merged by laissez-faire free market enterprise. I pledge allegiance to my flag, and the republic for which it stands, one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. To protect our values, constitution, and memorials of past heroes of the constitutional government of diversity, and ethnicity. USA Offense Department or Defense Department or both? What exactly is GOAT? It's an acronym for greatest of all time in a certain game of competition, and quality. Did the Kansas City Chiefs have a great offensive game plan, as well as a great defense game plan, to win the Super Bowl? Don't most winners need both? Why then does America the GOAT only have a defense department or is it the CIA or the State Department? Did the 2022 Chicago Bears have a POAT? It's an acronym for poor's offense, and defense of all time, with a record of three wins and 14 losses to finish last in the NFL, to qualify for the number one draft choice, and what do they do but trade down for what? D and O linemen. Poor leadership and management matters and the owners and managers have 40 years of losing the winningest record in the NFL from the old Hollis days. During the last 20 years Green Bay has had three coaches and two goat quarterbacks and the Bears seven coaches and 36 quarterbacks, with an offense that hits themselves in the butt running, when passers are the goat quarterbacks and winners of the Super Bowl? Oh, and now we have a running quarterback with the most sacks and fumbles in the NFL. This is the team that passed on drafting Patrick Mahomes and national champion Deshaun Watson, and took a college quarterback with 13 games of ordinary experience, while the other two are, and will continue to be the winningest Super Bowl quarterbacks. I also am now a Kansas City fan who waited on the Cubs for 45 years to win a World Series, only to dump its payroll on restoring Wrigleyville. Well, it looks like to me, America has no offensive game plan other than weapons of mass destruction, and a superior military, that can't shoot unless shot at. Okay, we shot down some balloons finally. And the Biden administration is silent on who, why, and what our offensive response will be. Will it be a no-fly zone over America and Ukraine, or a peace treaty with China, Russia and North Korea, or just play dumb? China is the capital investment, Russia, North Korea, and at Iran are the bullies and we are passive. We need a game plan as I articulated in my podcast on China's wolf warrior, 
and thousand talents, 5, 10, 20 year plans to protect our sovereignty borders and supply chain. Instead, we have a woke Defense Department more concerned about white supremacy than beating our opposition with impunity, aggressiveness and power of the intellect, we are supposed to have. Instead, we have progressives and bureaucrats acquiescing to inferior fear tactics, leaving Hunter Biden to lead us on selling privilege and a crypto money game. As I pointed out in my podcast on China's game plan, China is the gold, Russia, North Korea and Iran are the bullies and we are the sissy. We can't win without a Department of Offense with a 5, 10, 15 and 20 year game plan, other than a cash in and out budget only funding weapons of mass destruction and an undermanned military. The CIA isn't an offense, it's a spy on the ground not in a balloon. The State Department is an offense or defense, it's hand ringers or backsliders, not an effective offense or efficient defense. What do I mean an offensive game plan? First, we need a set of books that reflect our true financial status. Based on generally accepted accounting principles not cash in including debt, and cash out budget guesstimates. That is ignored, and said to be transparent after the money is wasted on reactionary defense department. Secondly, we need an offensive lineup of experts on foreign countries' offense, so we can plan our defense around a successful offense. What is a GOAT offense? Great management that takes ownership of our game plan with adequate capital financing. Not borrowed money or printed currency or treasury notes of little to no long-term value if we lose the worldwide Super Bowl trade games. Next to coach, and coaching staff that have been winners in previous experiences, qualified as winners with a winning game plan for offense and defense. With books and budget that tracks progress and past records on how to keep a goat great in light of the strength of the opposition. Is China good at offensive plans, and does their defense stop the opposition from winning the trade, ground, and air game? If so, how does our offense beat their defense each time, and every time? An aggressive plan is better than an assumption that turns out wrong, with no adjustment at half time. Why do we need an offensive game plan that brings the team together for winning the World Order Game of Thrones? We have to have a winning offense department. So, look at my Volume 1 of the American Enterprise Swing Vote Party Trilogy on why we need one. What does this offensive game plan look like? Look at my Volume 2 of the American Enterprise Party Manifesto Game Plan. Who are your draft choices, and veterans? Look at my Volume 3 of the American Enterprise Party Volume 3, they must be enterprising American workers and accountable leaders. Our biggest opposition is our own two-party system, that is gridlocked into a losing game of inaction, and dividing our goat country at every turn, based on no game plan or strategy for beating China, Russia, North Korea, and Iran. The new axis of evil in trade, energy and governance. What is needed? A swing vote that brings the losing Congress and country together. Following are the components of a goat offensive game plan. When I use the term privatize, I'm using the word enterprise as the organization consisting of America capitalism and American socialism as the foundation of what I call Americanism, controlling our economical supremacy, using our constitution and rule of law. Not ineffective and inefficient institutional, monetized corrupt and bankrupt government. This game plan puts the responsibility for balancing our revenues and expenses with adequate tax revenues, plus adequate capitalization backed by our Federal Reserve Banking System and the stock market. Principles of Reorganization of America's Insolvency and Bankruptcy 1. Every unemployed private sector employee requires the layoff of a public employee. 2. For every law passed, at a minimum sunset of 10 laws and regulations must be discontinued. 3. Corresponding cuts in congressional salary levels and benefits as being experienced by the private sector. 4. Downsizing of government-funded programs to reduce inflation. 5. 
Eliminate the Federal Reserve Board from managing capital and debt levels. Let the market dictate price of capital and equity. 6. Management of interest rates to be done by the U.S. Treasury, private, and public members on a National Economic Board of Directors. 7. Revamp the taxation system to infuse equity capital into America's debt amortization based on individual, corporate, and not-for-profit institutions' gap net worth. 8. Privatize healthcare, education, energy, transportation, environment and eliminate redundancy of what the 2,400 state agencies are supposed to be doing, costing us Americans trillions without an offensive game plan. 9. Term limits for all government employees in relation to their responsibilities. 10. Eliminate nepotism in government jobs in Congress, Supreme Court and administration. The swing vote third party is to only represent a few seats in both chambers of Congress to not represent the majority but the authority to make laws and regulations that better our American offensive and defensive short and long-term game plans. All of this is covered in 800-plus pages of a quasi-reorganization and solvency plan for keeping the America's finances, books, and records that are the foundation of the short-term and long-term offensive and defensive game plans. The enterprise needs to reorganize, downsize government, and upsize enterprise, where American capitalism and American socialism merge to form the GOAT government and private sector roar a quasi-reorganization to prevent collapse if our economy and banking-slash-problems need real solutions, privatized healthcare, education, immigration, and energy policies, healthcare for all, self-health funding, and spending. Economy deregulate all facets of global business. Jobs fund small businesses using reduced taxes. Taxation, tax net worth, not A, G, I, income. Size of government cut payroll pensions, perks, unionization. Foreign policy give peaceful coexistence and Americanism a chance. National security educate and eradicate fear as a tactic. Energy OPEC, oil purchasing energy consortium competing with foreign oil. Entitlements change retirement age slash pay aging workforce. Governance half of governance employs private sector. Human rights constitutional rules not politicians or judges. As proposed in the American Enterprise Party Volume 2, American Enterprise Manifesto pages 1 through 404. A third party swing vote to keep the two parties accountable without being the majority but having the authority to bring the divisions together for consensus C and procedures. With the application of American capitalism, monetary capital, and American socialism, human capital, together as the goat leader of the world of trade, peace and enterprise. I call this Americanism, to replace and beat Marxism, communism, fascism, racism, wokeism, ism, ism, ism around the world. Indeed, the new world order. While American business and American workers were forced to downsize as a result of the 250% increase in the Fed funds rate from 2005 to 2007, that popped the housing derivative bubble, forcing America into a depression to slow down the economy, government grew by 16% in employment numbers, 20% in cost, $10 trillion in short-term debt, and $90 million in long-term debt. www.usedebtclock.org Then in 2019 through 2022, the economy was stalled by the worst pandemic since 1918, that resulted in public health being given the reins, that resulted in a bureaucratic shutdown of government-selected non-essential businesses and institutions, while losing trillions in GDP, before free enterprise took control and produced vaccines in warp speed, to save our country from insolvency, and now possible bankruptcy. As the new Biden administration signed 94 executive orders to bury America in illegal immigration drug dealing, crime and stagnation with the Federal Reserve using Keynesian interest tactics to bury our struggling economy in higher and higher cost of doing business. Approaching a $1 trillion negative imbalance of trade, and negative cash flow of $6 trillion per year. 
therefore it's time to deal with the economic problems, not political issues between two gridlocked, and blame game parties. With consensus leadership represented by a swing vote third party, schooled in balancing global trade, using the accrual basis, GAAP, budget, and financial reporting to the public so voters can measure the performance of the standing government for funding, administration, and opposition parties, when they exercise their legal citizenship to vote. Fact, China is converting to GAAP so they can measure their success in the world trade market. That is their offensive game plan for beating America to the punch. This is uh, recording number two of my favorite poem in uh, my poetry book, The Eighth Wonder of the World. It's called My America, the Bountiful. My America is the feeling of freedom. It's the feeling good when you get up in the morning and can decide what you're going to do that day, who you're going to see, and what you're going to say. It's the feeling that you can make a difference. It's the feeling you can produce your product, you can sell your produce, and you can benefit from your hard work unhindered. It's the feeling when you help your children with their homework so they'll be able to see their knowledge for growth, for maturity, for the good of the country. It's the feeling when you send them off to school, knowing they will receive a concerned teacher's attention, sensitivity, and guidance, and knowing as they grow up they will thrive on their freedom to communicate, to express themselves, to direct their own destiny. It's the feeling when they graduate from grade school, junior high, and high school that they are taking the steps towards a better life. And when you give their hand away in matrimony, that happiness shall be theirs. For together, as husband and wife, they can create the same and even more opportunities for their offspring. It's the feeling when you can unchain your dog and watch her run, free for the, at least a little while, to watch the expression on her face when she re, she's released from the shackles and the sadness that reappears when she must be chained. My America is the freedom of choice to buy the bread I want to buy, to acquire the goods I can afford to acquire, to invest my capital I have saved in ventures I want to take for the good of my family and my country. Continued. My country is being able to communicate in writing, speaking, and in whatever form language takes, my opinions, my thoughts, my prayers, my visions and my dreams to those who want to listen and to those enemies of America, of the America way who in themselves have not discovered America. My America is the blooming rose that has the freedom to grow toward a clear sky and warm sun, being able to complete the, its cycle from bloom to plumage to autumn, to a dormant grave only to rise again. My America is the personal commitment to grab opportunities that will better the country and to set an example for those who follow. What you give must be in proportion to what you take, or the erosion shall remove the sky, the sun, and the earth from our grasp. For in our America and the world, resources are limited. The energy, though absolute, is redistributed by our wills. The more astute, the more free we are to create, the better the use of the resources. And left in God's hands, through our America, we create goodwill, good products, good people, and peace of mind. My America, the bountiful. Oh yes, my America, the vision of the poet, the words of the orator, 
and the minds of the leaders be kind, be patient, be wise, but above all, humble to the reasons and the heritage of our freedom. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil ventures and purposes. For thine is mine America, as the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. So help us, God. Amen.